everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the John Roger Life Podcast, a show all about movies, TV, and the entertainment that defines us. I am one of your hosts, Doug Jones. With me, as always, are three of the best co-hosts and three of my closest friends. Starting off with Mr. Nick Johnson. How are you today, my good sir? Man, I'm doing good. Doing good, as always. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Happy to be here with my boys. Happy to be here on the first episode of this brand new month. Excellent. Um, Excellent. I want to thank you again for a fun screening experience on Tuesday. You make these things way better for me. So as always, nah, bro, thank, thank you, you, my good sir. <laughs> nah, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, we, we, pleasure. we didn't get yelled at this time to go back the line, which was very nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they finally recognized us, man. They finally recognized what we was, bro. That was uh, nice. I was so nervous, too. I was like, oh, man, they're going to like say, back the line, back the line again. But we were like, no, nah, nah, I was like, let him say something. Let him say something. Give me a we're reason. Give me an excuse real quick. I've been waiting all day for this. <laughs> Try me. The power of Christ compels you. you. <laughs> I'm like, I heard about you. Try me. Try I came me. here prepared. I came here ready today. I woke up and chose <laughs> violence, player. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Luckily, it didn't come to that. <laughs> Not this time. Not this time. Not this time. Not this time. Also, coming back from the show, you love him. He's back. Is Mr. Joel Kindlin. How are you today, my good sir? I'm good, man. Just existing, you know? Yes, sir. We missed you last week, man. It was glad to have you back. I'm glad to be back. And last but not least, he's back off of his great premiere, world premiere of his amazing movie, As the Day Goes By. Filmmaker and L.A. resident is Mr. Moses Lai. Welcome back to the show, sir. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm glad to be here. Um, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's been a crazy uh, few days and everything like that, but I'm glad to be here. And, and uh you know, I hope you enjoy the show. Yeah. Glad you're back, my friend. Glad you made it back to LA too. That was we want yeah, last night we'll bring it on the show a little bit too. But nah, man, it was good seeing you last night. I can't wait for everyone to hear about how amazing your short film was, man, because it was very something very very special. Thank you. Thank you. It was great seeing you there too as well, man. It was a blast and everything, you know. Um, you know, the 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 more faces you recognize, uh, you know, the better the better the outcome overall, you know. Okay. So I appreciate that. Absolutely, you know. absolutely, man. Wouldn't miss it for the world. And last but not least, you all are here too. Are thank you for tuning in. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Hope you're enjoying the show. As always, guys, you can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast platform of choice. Um, we also have a full audio show on our YouTube page, YouTube.com/backslash Midway Avenue Productions. While you're on YouTube or Spotify or Apple. Um, Hit that follow button, hit that subscribe button. It means a lot to us, um, as well as leaving a review and rating. You know, the more reviews, the more rings that we get, we get more traction for the show, which is really good. Um, you know, again, we had a great summer, like I said, with 10K subscribers. Thanks, thanks to you all. We want to keep building the show. We want to keep building the brand. We want to, like, and keep spreading the word about this show to everyone. So whenever you leave a review and rating helps us out so much. So as always, guys, thank you so much for your support. But before getting into the main topics tonight, like I said, Moses last night, man, so last night he had his world premiere at our alma mater at ASU. And Joe, you're an honorary Sun Devil too, because whenever you came to visit, you partied like us too. So you are an honorary Sun Devil. So the yes, day you indeed. die, yes, indeed. So the day you die, my friend, you and Sebastian, but you and you, because you you had more trips out to, out to see us. Um, <laughs> uh, 
but uh, it was cool. I mean, again, Moses, man. So last night, last night you had your follow up to you had your premiere to your follow up of your last movie, Golds. Um, you know, tell us the audience like what this movie was about, and you know, uh, how did it feel to be back at your alma mater? You know, where all we're all where our where all our careers kind of all like all began. What was that kind of experience for you like to come home and to premiere this movie? Yeah, man, it was great. It was great. You know, uh, you know, coming in everything like that. You know, like uh, seeing seeing the whole space. You know, kind of felt you know a little bit you know nostalgic in a way. You know, I haven't been you know I'm not not too often. I'm in Arizona all the time and everything. Everything and when I do, it feels you know a little bit you know nostalgic. Uh, especially when you got folks that you know there and you got people that you got friends there and everything that come to you know your um, that come to the premiere and everything. And it was uh you know it was it was great. You know, it was definitely a blast. Uh, yeah, you know, it was great seeing Doug there and everything. You know, with his huge smile. You know, like always, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, um, yeah, it was it was definitely it was definitely great. You know, the whole entire, you know, film, you know, took me a while to sort of like uh, make because, you know, the idea um, was fresh in my mind, like all the way back in like 2017 as a, I think, sophomore freshman, you know, um, and everything. But I never really, you know, got it really, really completed until 2020, you know, I'm sorry, uh, until like 2020. Uh, 2020, 2022 and everything like that. And Doug actually was a person that will go to, you know, to, you know, to give me notes on it, you know, here and there and everything. And, um, and yeah, you know, um, now the whole story was, you know, was, um, is, is about, you know, like, uh, second chances mostly it's about, you know, life after incarceration. And the idea of it was to, you know, let a viewer or, um, give a viewer an experience to, how hard it is for people that come out of jail and everything like that, that really are trying their best, you know, to, to make their life a little bit better and, and, and trying to, you know, get that second chance. And, um, and, uh, that's, you know, that's, that's mainly, that's mainly it. Um, that's what the story is about. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, 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 you know, the whole theme of it is, um, of, of the film was, it's mainly about like, it's not about, you know, like who you were, it's not about who you are now, but who you're trying to be. And that's what Shay, the main character of the story, who we follow, is is trying to be. It's trying to be a person that she she can see, you know, uh, that she can see, uh, you know, herself as, you know, um, tomorrow, the next day, the next day after that. So, and um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's mainly it. It was quick. Cool. Like I said, man, I remember, I really do remember reading this script uh, during COVID when we were all kind of going through some shit and the world was locked down. I, I just remember you coming to me when it was called Shay, actually, believe it or not. And I remember you said, hey, you know what? Um, uh, you know, I remember, remember this to me. Like, oh, I remember seeing El Royale with you guys in college. I remember that kind of like a spark that kind of like the track of you to kind of write this story, which again, the movie's very, you know, slept on to this day. <laughs> um, but, I, but I always remember you saying that I was like, huh, that's a great movie to take inspiration from because, you know, that spoilers yeah. that movie is, it's really about, you're right, it's about, you know, different personalities, different people coming, you know, different, like, it's all about, you know, where you are, you know, where you are, the timing, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I, I won't spoil your movie either, but it's about, you know, when you sometimes when you're at, when you're at a certain place, things happen and it's, it's. It's how you react to the situation, how you react to your to your situation, how you react to like the thing the things around you. So 
Yeah, I remember that always that always stuck with me when you told me when you pitched me this movie. I was like, oh, interesting. And I remember reading the script. I was like, oh yeah, I definitely see this. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. yeah. And even watching the movie, man, it, it was. And I, I'm gonna shout out Moses real quick. It was so it was so cool seeing Moses kind of like in his chair, just kind of like nervous, looking at the screen. <laughs> like, are people liking it? And you know, I, I'm a very observer person in a, in a theater. Like, what the vibe is basically. And it was. Uh, um, it, it was definitely cool. Like looking around, people were kind of like people were like really in, people were like glued to the screen. And I I love that because you know you can tell in movies where people are kind of like checked out, like or like I'm not into this anymore. But it was really cool as a collective being in that room. People were just kind of like really glued to that screen when when you're mm-hmm. when you were you know your your story was being brought to life. Um, but yeah, man. So uh, how so I know last night at the Q and A you were saying that you wanted to maybe do this as a feature. I know you're working on gold as a feature as well. Um, I also put uh, I also put golds. You can, for our listeners, you can put you watch golds. Uh, I have the link to watch that in our in our description. If you want, if you're curious, it's a really great short film. Um, right, right next to a, a Nick short film as well. It's in our, in our link tree in our bio on our Instagram. Um, so how will so when do you think the mass audience will be able to see this movie um, this year next year? Um, in terms of are, are, are you implying for like the feature film or? Oh no! This actual short film. Are you going to release oh, it to the public? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the the whole the whole process right now and everything like that. You know, the, you know, for the premiere was mainly about you know my crew and my cast and you know people that you know put you know a, a, a penny into donating the film to basically be able to check it out and and, and see you know what, what, you know what came about you know um, just to see the to see the final picture of the film. And everything, and then you know, uh, I think in about a month from now, you know, of course, it's going to go into festivals and everything like that, and do its festival That's run, and and hopefully, you know, get into some really, really good competitions, and you know, and uh, and see if people gravitate towards it, you know, and everything. That's my whole entire sort of like a goal for this film: gravitate towards the story, gravitate towards me as a filmmaker, and you know, the people that were involved, you know, and everything. And um, yeah, and that's that's mostly that's mostly it, you know. If they if they decide, you know, that they want, you know, if a so if somebody comes to me and it's like, hey, we want a feature film and everything, you know, I, I will be like, well, what are you offering, you know? And they're, and they're like, they're like, well, I'm offering you, you know, a second chance. And I'm like, no, I'm kidding, no, that's <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm kidding, but. You know, if, if they're like, you know, I'm offering you an opportunity for, you know, you know, for an actual like, you know, feature film and everything like that. If you got the script ready, I'll be, I'll, 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 I will, I will say I got the script ready and it will be ready by tomorrow, you know, and, um, but, you know, but yeah, that's, that's mainly it, you know, um, uh, goals won't exactly see, see, be seen in terms of like, you know, people watching it until you know um uh sorry uh, as the day goes by it won't exactly be seen you know that's the title of the film and everything like that uh the short film won't exactly be seen until it's run after the festival and then in, uh, it's going to end up on amazon uh prime you know for a bit um and everything and um and and then you know uh share it to the rest of the world um you know via free on on vimeo after after uh, a little bit of, of its run on Prime, so yeah, yeah, dude. Like I said, I re- I really can't wait for people to see this movie. Like I said, I remember like 
I just remember um, even during COVID when uh, we they had the ACU uh, whatever uh, you know senior showcase, and it was like, man, I was just, I I I was so proud of you. I remember, my, I remember my parents were watching it. We were outside on the balcony watching it, um, and to me i was like damn you know what I, I still wish they could have showed this movie on the big screen you know because for some context you know what at our at our alma mater at acu they would show the senior so senior showcase movies would be at the small harkins off of mill avenue um but because of covid it was all done zoom unfortunately so it was still a cool experience but it wasn't the same last time, took, took the last time after the movie i was saying wow i'm really glad i'm really glad you had you gotta have a quote-unquote second chance of like showing a movie at our alma mater because it was like damn because COVID kind of took that away from you to a degree yes we had the still, still the, the showcase on zoom but to me i was like man i thought it was very cathartic that see to see your movie where it all began where our careers began at asu so kind of like i'm really glad they get i'm really glad that asu was like you got you got you got a place here i'm glad they were like very accommodating to you and the uh gabe's movie too yeah no of course yeah no i'm uh you know um yeah, I'm, re- I'm really appreciative of them and everything like that, you know. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, till this day, they still, you know, I don't want to, like, you know, like, you know, like, I'm. I, part of me is, like, you know, like, I, they're better, you know, because it's, like, they show golds, you know, as, as um, as like, you know, uh, to their capstone class and everything like that as, like, um, as, like, a reference to the films that, you know, are made, you know, as being a capstone student or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so um uh but over overall, you know, I'm just really, really appreciate and I'm very, you know, humbled to 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 be able to show it, you know, and everything like that. And, you know, uh we'll see after we'll see what happens on the festival run and everything, you know. Sundance, here we come. No, I'm just kidding. But we'll see. Hey, you never know, man. You want yeah, manifesting, yeah. man. Believe, I, yeah, I truly yeah. I truly believe in manifestation and I feel like um I've seen the past year things I manifested for it actually came to fruition i'm like oh it does work um but you know i really really believe that when people see this movie it's something really special i think something that's really personal to you um and i sundance to me sundance fuck it we'll say say con say con film festival let's say fucking let's say tiff you know we'll say venice you know i really truly feel like once people see this movie they're gonna be like oh this is something very special this is something very like you know personal um and you know it's again i really again it, it's brought you know as you know nick and i are still in phoenix you know when you know we all you know kind of like created our you know bonding in phoenix um it's really cool to see you kind of like shoot your movie in you know, your home which is you know south phoenix still um and kind yeah, of that on the map. that's that's mainly one of the thing you know um you know this is going to be you know fast but uh like one of my goals you know overall is to you know, continue doing that, you know, whatever chance I get in terms of filming in Arizona. I go back in Arizona and, you know, I I, I, I drive in Arizona and, and, and I and I see like just just like the landscape of it and how how yeah. how like open it is. And I and, and I like that kind of feeling, you know, I, I, I like a feeling where you, you see like, you know, you see a space where it's like really, really open and you can imagine you know, like some kid like running down, like, you know, um, running down like this, this crazy, like, you know, field or whatever it is in, in a movie. And, you know, like Arizona gives me a very sort of like, um, you know, op- open sort of like a world kind of vibe, you know, a little bit, you know, um, in, 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 in my own sort of like, you know, perspective, 
I, I love I love being here in LA and everything like that. But just you know, um, Arizona just gives me a very like you know different like vibe that I like to sort of like feature in 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 my in, in my films. You know, now you know like like you know whenever I have the opportunity to do so, and um, you know, and um, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, yeah, it's mainly it's mainly it. You know, just the landscape of it all and everything like that. You know, you don't see a lot of cars everywhere. You know, and everything like that. You know, it's just like, you know, it's just it, you can see like the sun from like you know from miles miles away. You know, once it sets and everything. That's the one thing I like about Arizona. You know, yeah. so. hmm. it's very it's very cinematic. It's very yeah. cinematic. Yeah, and we we need we need we need to get Joel out here too, right, Joe? <laughs> You know, it's a little hot for you. Yes, <laughs> and it's a little hot for you. No, just, it's a little just a with little... an umbrella and a mobile <laughs> AC. Yeah, <laughs> we, we we need one of the kind of like portable pools to have him like nearby, just for him him and whenever our our Midwestern friends come on, just like, need like a portable yeah a mobile AC and a portable pool for them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in Arizona in the winter time, perfect. Time, it's you know. The fall, it's like it's it's good. Like if you have, like, I think those are the times for me and everything like that. You know, like from, when it comes down to filming, when you film in Arizona, it's like the fall, and you know, the fall and winter time because that's when like the weather is nice. You know, outside, inside, and you know, and and you know, yeah, and it's just really, really, really good. You know, um, but but yeah, that's it. You know, shout out to Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to az well again man, i can't wait for people to see this movie i can't wait i can't wait for the festivals to just like accept this movie to all the festivals man like I said, i'm really proud of you and i really can't hope this i know this movie's gonna go really far and you know i'm, I'm really glad that you were able to you know premiere it last night and again i'm again it just it's very it's, yeah, it's very something special so i'm again you should be very proud of yourself bro thank you thank you man thank you of course man all right shifting gears a little bit this week so like i said so this week's movie is going to be, you know, this review this week is going to be Universal and Blumhouse's new picture of Exorcist Believer, which is uh, a requel, which means a reboot slash se- uh, re- reboot sequel in a way of mm-hmm. the original movie, similar to Halloween 2018, where the Halloween 2018 movie was, def- was a requel of like it ignored all the, how would I say, questionable sequels. Um, including Rom Zombie's movie, <laughs> Z movies, I guess I would say, um, where it basically uh, reboots everything as a sequel to the original movie. So this one as well, um, uh, Believer is a, a sequel 50 years in the making, which again ignores all the other sequels. It's a direct sequel to the original movie um, in 73, 73, yeah, 73. 73. Um, and Nick and I have a chance to go to the press screening on Tuesday. Um, again, I think I mentioned this last episode with you, Nick. I was telling everyone that I have never seen the original before. I know, mm-hmm. shame on me. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 you, got, I'm a... you gotta watch it, man. You gotta watch it. It's a classic. I know, man. You I, too, I, Moses. I, I, know, <laughs> I know you like the horror movies, man. That's all you right there. I always love when I say I've seen the movie to Nick or Joe, and even before that we hopped on the call, Joe was like, "Wait, you never seen the original?" And I'm like, "Damn, I let you all down, man. I let you all down." Um, but yeah, so I I've seen the original, nor have I been a fan of Possession or Exorcism movie because minus you know, me Conjuring, I would say. Um, but I was looking forward to I, w- I was somewhat looking for this one because Danny McBride, David Gordon Green, 
uh, did this one as well. They did the recent Halloween trilogy for Blumhouse Universal as well. I love their comedies like Eastbound and Down, uh, Vice Principals, Pineapple Express, um, Righteous Gemstones. Uh, let's goes on. I'm, I'm a big fan of their work um, as filmmakers, as writers, as comedians. So I do also do love when I see you know people kind of like genre bending, genre shifting from their you know uh, comfortable genre to something different. I'm really always impressed by that, whether it's good or bad. But Nick, mm-hmm. so you've seen the first and third one, like you said, um, and our reaction as well as our uh, uh, review last week, uh, episode last week. I'm gonna have you go first. What did you? What's your kind of thoughts about this movie, uh, Exorcist Believer? Did you like it? What are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, I thought it was great. I I was a little hesitant going in because um, the trailer. I was kind of like, like I, I wasn't sure if they were really gonna be able to to stick the landing, pretty much. But yeah. um, I saw it. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Uh, the story was good. Um, the acting was really good. It was the the main character played by Leslie Odom Jr. It was basically just just his movie, pretty much. Yeah. He carried a lot of it, but um, but no, it was good. It was it was scary. It was a solid story. Um, the ending I I liked a lot. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it, but I was like, wow, I kind of like that they took it there a little bit. But yeah, it, oh, like I give it probably like eight out of ten. I had a good time with it. Yeah, you know, I, I, for some. <laughs> For some context to everyone, I think if you've seen, if you've seen the movie or if you've seen the reviews, this movie is really getting some really unfavorable reviews from our fellow critics. Um, and yeah, I was, I was, I was surprised to... about that. I'm like, dang, it kind of <laughs> seems like we're the only people that liked it. Because <laughs> I, I, I was editing our, I was editing our, our review, our, review <laughs> our, our reaction on two on Tuesday because we couldn't post it until um, Wednesday when the embargo lifted. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to wake up in the morning, edit, you know, edit our, you know, our reaction, put it on you know, Instagram, TikTok, everything, YouTube. I'm like, yeah, I think it's probably, probably be in the, uh, probably in the, probably in the, in the majority. And I woke up, it was like 21% Rotten Tomatoes. I was like, I, I texted Nick, I'm like, did we see the same movie? Question mark. Um, and I was like, really? So I was like, okay. And uh, yeah, we sent our reaction too, that you and I were very, very favorable of this movie. Um, you know, like I said, I, I went in with little to no expectations, me moderate expectations. I was looking for it just because of David Gordon, Green Day, and McBride. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, too, in the reaction, Nick, I like what you brought up about the sense of community, like Halloween, mm-hmm. like Halloween had. And that was a very good point. You told me that at the screening and our reaction, I was like, oh, wait, you're right. The, these both these movies have a sense of community, like how Halloween was very big on, like, when Michael got out, they were like, wait, let's find this fucker. Let's find, you know, the whole town got involved. Um, I love it was that. Teaming up on him. Yes, and I love that. In this, it was the community was aware of what was going on too, without relying too much on the first movie, um, or like kind of just like oh, you know, like you know, in the past, there's been extras in this town before, stuff like that. It was very big on like oh, shit has happened, but like the community sense was right there by Danny mm-hmm. McBride, David Gordon Green. Um, like I said, I went out with that. Excited for that. Um, I get me personally. I thought the direction from David Gordon Green, um, like I said, you don't, he did a good job of not having to have to watch the first one to understand this one. Um, mm. I was able to follow this one without any kind of confusion or not, or feel not feel lost when legacy characters came back on screen. I wasn't like, I mean, I told Nick, like, like, that's the girl, right? You, you go, yeah, you're kind of confirming like that was like that person from the original, but it wasn't like, who's this person? Like, I definitely knew like who was who. Who, like, what the storyline basically was. They, they, I thought they did a good job of kind of like bringing everyone up to speed or kind of just like you kind of knew the sense of what this was, what was happening. 
Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, too, yeah, Leslie Odom Jr., man. God damn, this, this man is talented as hell. From Hamilton to Knives Out. I mean, he, he's a really, really talented actor and performer. I was like, wow, I'm really glad that he, he, he was hired as the lead uh, because his, this is his movie, 100%. This is his movie. He, this is a performance. And I love what he did with um, his dynamic between his daughter. Like, he really was like a, a father desperate to get his daughter back. He was going to do anything, basically. And I, I never felt that like he wasn't going to like, oh, man, whatever. You know, she, it, it is what it is. You know, she's lost. Like, you really felt for him as a character. Mm-hmm. And you really kind of tell, like, the sense of dread and loss he was feeling. Um uh, given situations in the movie that I won't spoil, um, but yeah, I really love like showing how showing how desperate he was to do anything for her. Um, and it, too, you know, I see this a lot in movies too. Like sometimes, like the child actors can be really, I don't know, just like not as well casted or they don't know what they're doing because they're on the child actors. But I think we've seen a change in that. Like given like you know Stranger Things and it and a few other movies, I really thought the two girls were casted very well. And I thought the performance was really, it was really solid too. They weren't like, they didn't really feel like, oh, they were kind of like, you know, like lost or they weren't feeling like, yeah, we're in this movie. Look at us. They really felt like genuine performances. I was like, wow, I'm kind of, kind of impressed by like what they're able to pull off given their age and, you know, the material itself. Cause you know, when you do, you do, you do a demonic movie, it's like, yeah, get the right people to make sure like you are like and capturing the evil and possession to, to a T. I thought these two girls, again, were casted very well and the great job of like, the direction from David Gordon Green as well as the source material because again yeah, it's it could be, it could have been easily been like oh man this was miscast as hell but I never felt that way at all during the movie. Um, like I said, you know I I it was I liked too is that the legacy characters didn't feel like they were shoehorned in or they were like yeah we're, we're bringing them back for this reason. Kind of again it reminded me a lot of you know um, uh, Laurie Strode and you know, Jimmy Lee Curtis in the, re- the recent Halloween trilogy, or given you know uh, Harrison Ford in or in Blade Runner twenty forty nine, or even uh, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, and uh, Neve Campbell in the last few Scream movies, like they felt the presence felt earned, and they felt like hey they belonged here. It wasn't like oh they were, I throw them in for a cash grab. I thought they were used in the story very well. They didn't feel like oh man like they're here for a fucking cash grab. Never felt that way whatsoever. I thought it was really good how they integrated the legacy characters into the store overall story um the score how about you nick did the score remind you of like an og john carpenter movie at all um like a little bit i I, I can see what you mean but i i was um because i think they they took some some parts from the original uh, exorcist movie in it we did oh the the music i mean they did I really again the score is could be very similar to like uh, Halloween to a degree, but the score really kind of played its own part too. Where I feel like oh, I feel like I'm kind of watching like an OG like 1980s like or even like um like John Carpenter kind of theme. I'm like oh, I'm I'm kind of like how the the direction of the music went too. Um, the scare again when you see a lot of like movies like The Nun or like uh, Annabelle whatever. A lot of those movies to me kind of felt like they're they're used to like you know jump scare you like they're using the jump scares as kind of a cash gimmick. Where I was mm-hmm. like, oh man, but to, I, again, like I said, the movie starts off, it's a me jump scare, excuse me, or I thought the jump scares were used very effectively, where, again, a couple times, you and I were like, shit, <laughs> we jumped, and like the whole, you can feel the audience collectively jump too, Yeah, what I thought was kind of cool, people next to us, again, we, we were seeing with the other critics, but it was like, it was funny seeing like the, our fellow critics and like the general audience kind of like 
jump at the same time. <laughs> Real, man. It felt like an earthquake in that movie theater. Right. That or like followed by laughs. And I was like, again, this is why we go to the movies. This is why we see a horror movie on the big screen because this experience you can't get at home. You still jump maybe here and there. But seeing that in a big screen with a, with a bunch of people, it just, it's fun mm-hmm. to have that shared There's experience. There's nothing like it. There's nothing not, like it. Not at all. And I thought the disturbing nature of the movie, of the, of the environments, were very eerie and disturbing. That I thought they were used effectively, too. That we get, I feel like they're kind of like shoehorned in our cash grab. They really felt disturbing. They felt really eerie, where I was kind of like on edge. I was like, ooh, ooh. I was feeling kind of just like grossed out. And I thought, hey, that worked. That, you know, the, in times of movies, like, ah, it's kind of like a quick... Again, it was like a quick gimmick, but I felt they definitely worked. Um, love the camera work in this movie. I'm noticing a lot more cinematography and camera work in movies. Again, I mentioned to last night, Moses, in your movie too, that I'm picking up on a lot of really cool shots. And there's one shot that you and I both saw, Nick, where it's Leslie Odom Jr. Um, and the mom, I'm blanking on her name. Uh, the really cool shot with her back to back. Mm-hmm. I thought like, oh, that's really cool. And you, you and I both kind of caught it. We're like, oh, that was a cool shot. And I thought that yeah. it was really kind of like captured of like, the two important characters that weren't the kids in this movie and also despite the legacy yeah. characters. And I was like, I liked how David Gordon Green kind of like capture that in that one moment of like, yeah, it was some sh- good visual storytelling. Yes, absolutely. 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 Um, I'll, I'll end the good on this where I love the theme of choices and consequences that, you know, in a lot of horror movies, a lot of movies in general too, you don't see a lot of like consequences and, and uh, choices because I feel like, you know, they're either kind of like glossed over or they're kind of just like, oh yeah, it's what it is. Like it's just, yeah, it's just like it happens, you know, move on from it or like, oh, everything's fine. You know, good ending. I really like this movie died into the theme of every choice has consequences. And sometimes we're shown the horror of our own consequences that will bite us in the ass in the future or down down the road in, in our life. And I was like, I'm really glad they didn't shy away from that because those spoilers when the movie ends, I agree. You and I were like, wow, I I give them prop for taking a risk on that because that easily could have been like, oh yeah, here's how it ends, yeah yeah. But I mm-hmm. really did like how that ended to like, oh okay, I, I felt the stakes in this movie. I felt the stakes were there. Where again, some people's actions in this movie really have consequences, and I think in life too, when you're when you're dealing with a bunch of certain consequences and certain actions you kind of get like oh shit like i should have done that or my decision now is haunting me it's, it's affecting my life and how i live and i really like that movie kind of died into that theme of that 100 percent. with that said what i had an issue with with this movie unfortunately was besides leslie odom jr legacy characters and the kids a lot of the secondary characters including the the parents um the parents of uh like the uh Catherine, uh her parents in this movie, I thought they were just like they were like they didn't get, like to me I was like, do you even miss your kid? Like to me I felt I, I didn't feel like I didn't feel like they missed their kid as much as Leslie Odom Jr. did. Where I was like, uh okay. And I thought their performance was, was like kind of shallow t- in a way where they weren't either they weren't given much to do or they're kind of just like, yeah, it's the paycheck for us. Like, the dad especially. The dad annoyed the fuck out of me. Like, he mm-hmm. really annoyed me. Like, the whole time, the, the moment we see him on screen, I was like, uh, he's going to annoy me in this movie for sure. He's 100% going to annoy me in this movie. And he definitely did. I was like, oh, come on now. Um, I, I just think they weren't likable. They were very un- they were very unlikable. They, didn't have, they were very one-dimensional. And I might have to give, you know, uh, that to Dan McBride and David Gordon Green for their writing or... These actors just didn't give a fuck. They're like, cool, this is a paycheck. It's a Blumhouse movie. 
it is what it is. So I really thought that like they could have done more as performers, or maybe the script wasn't giving them anything. They could have expanded their roles a little bit because I didn't really feel like their dread or loss or connection to their kid at all. Man, okay, well, just, let me ask you this. Let me ask go you ahead. this. Go ahead. Do you think? Do you think maybe instead they should have just made it only Leslie Odom Jr. and and his daughter and like and there's it's just it's just the single dad and the daughter and and then there's no side family you, you think it would have maybe like worked better like that i think it would have worked better to a degree with that said then it's kind of being the, the original exorcist again where it was just Ooh. it was just the mom and the daughter right hot kind of kind of um it's right? um it uh, without spoiling it like it's kind of or at the very least, equally someone else's story, also. Yes. yes. Oh, you got to see it, yes. Doug. I can't. I, I can't say no more than that, man. You got to see it. I know you got to see it. I it's good, though. I definitely recommend it. I hear you. I'll definitely watch it after seeing this. I'm gonna probably watch this weekend for sure, though. Maybe, maybe talk about it next week on the episode. But yeah, I think it would have benefited from that because you really see Leslie Odom Jr. really like he's giving his all. But mm-hmm. I understand why they had. The two kids, you know, the friendship thing, because it's it two, you know, two is evil than one, whatever. But mm-hmm. I th- maybe, maybe it was on David Gordon Green, David McBride. The writing wasn't as strong for those characters, which eh, happens a lot. I, I felt that way in some kind of Halloween movies too. Like you felt the strong characters were definitely Laurie Strode, her granddaughter, Michael Myers, um, and like that the, the Strode family to a degree. Um, even even some of the kids, I thought were definitely some of like the teenagers in the first Halloween uh, 2018 version was okay. Yeah, they were definitely written because they were like they're there to die. They're, they're kind of like move the story forward. I just uh-huh. didn't feel that these parents were maybe it was casting too. Maybe they, maybe they weren't casted well. Or to me, I'm just like yeah. Just to me, when they were on screen, I was like I don't really care about you guys. Like no spoilers, but in that church scene, like the the mom is the mom is really kind of like trying to like give something. But the dad to me, I just felt flat and felt kind of one dimensional. Where I was like, "Oh man, this is kind of a kind of a disappointment." But mm-hmm. I think that's a, a good question. Maybe I think I think it might have been a bit better if we just saw Leslie Odom Jr. Because again, I think he had a lot to offer. So was his daughter. Because I thought that those two were really giving like their all. But with that said, I thought the the actress playing the nurse, their neighbor. At first, I was like, "Oh, they're setting up to be kind of like annoying neighbor who's gonna like you know is gonna like happen this later on." And I was kind of surprised. I was pleasantly surprised that they didn't go that route because I was like, oh, mm-hmm. she's going to, she's going to, yeah, she's going she's gonna to stand in the way somehow. But I liked her involvement because she, because like she, at first, like, oh, she's going to be annoying as hell. My trash cans, my trash cans. But yeah, I got uh, a neighbor <laughs> like that right now. <laughs> Ain't that some shit? <laughs> Dog, I'm telling you. <laughs> I know who you're talking about too. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, some stuff happened like a couple of days ago. Man, I came home and my mail for some reason was not at my house, but just happened to be in this particular neighbor's house. And I was like, okay, it's Sunday. It's the Lord's Day. I'm gonna just peacefully ask for a bag. I'm not gonna start nothing. But, bro, a, I was like, <laughs> no, you did not take my mail. As oh, a, no. As uh, Joel and I always quote, uh, "Hot Rod," also Dan McBride. I go to church every goddamn Sunday. Go bring the demons out of me. <laughs> <laughs> which, which now goes full circle with him writing the Exorcist movie. <laughs> oh yeah, dang, it's cyclical. It's, it, it really is a little full circle. Um, mm-hmm. I, anyway, I'll, I'll end on the flat circle. <laughs> I'll end on this few thing too. Like I said, it's going to occasionally add much. Um, 
I think what you noticed, where I noticed it a lot too, where I think this movie could have benefited from being a bit longer. Yeah. Um, and you make a good point how you did the Flash too, where you kind of you kind of caught on like, oh wait a second, like this scene kind of edited out, or maybe there's a longer cut that could have been shown because the movie ended. You know, we're like it's only an hour forty eight. It was like it was, it was, we were kind of in and out of there. And I thought that, that else too. I thought, I thought the pace was great. I thought the pace was like, oh, this is a great pace. It's moving forward. Is that not dragging too yeah, much? The, where the movie felt really short. It felt really short. It felt really short. I think a lot of people, our fellow critics, are kind of like docking that for being too short or they weren't expanding enough. Where yeah. I think you guys can agree on that, on their criticism of like, it could have been expanded to maybe 215, 220, maybe. 230 could have been pushing it a little bit. But if yeah, you, maybe. I mean, do you think it could have benefited from a longer runtime overall? Oh, most definitely. Because, like you said, like some of the characters, it just felt like they were kind of not necessarily rushed but like you said they they could have been fleshed out a little bit more like there was there was a scene you and i were talking about where it it just seemed like something was implied but then again like they never followed through with this so it's like okay like had you like had they given this extra family for example like like 10 15 ish minutes like extra of screen time it probably would have fleshed them out more and then they would have seemed more like equal in terms of like their roles in the story mm-hmm. as uh Leslie Odom Jr. is out and then it wouldn't have felt like imbalanced cuz it really felt it really felt like it was mostly his movie and they're kind of there and they're kind of going through something similar like it should have they should have fleshed out that other family just to make it seem more equal so it feels like mm-hmm. it's both of their stories and essentially you know like the two stories uh coalesce into one and just yep. it would be able to make it overall feel more unified and more cohesive as a narrative. Yeah, oh, that's that's you said it spot on. I couldn't have said it any better. Yeah, Thank cohesive you, as a narrative. Thank I think you. definitely that, that what the movie could have improved on for sure. Um, but yeah, like I said, I again, if you're watching this movie again, I'd say if you're interested in this movie, I would definitely go in despite the negative reviews. I mean, again, we're probably again one of the few reviews few of the critics, probably one of the few critics that enjoyed this movie for what it was. Um, yes, indeed. For we are the glimmer of light in the gloom. <laughs> Fuck it. Well said, brother. Well fucking said. Um, you, you. I'm giving this also an 8, 8.5 out of 10 to, like I said, I really don't understand all the hate it's getting. Um, what I will say, though, this, I told you this at the screening, too, on Tuesday, Nick, was when uh, the outlet Collider was interviewing David Gordon Green, Jason Blum. Jason Blum is, you know, head, the CEO and producer of Blumhouse Pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, the Collider interview guy, interviewer was saying, hey, he, he loved it too. He was like, um, will you be directing the other two movies? And he was about to speak and Jason Blum literally stepped in and said, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> and I said, oh, and I said, ooh, that's kind of awkward because he, you saw David Gordon Green about to speak and say something. Jason mm-hmm. Blum like quickly cut in and said, "We'll see, we'll see." Because for Inside it, Baseball, yeah, because Inside Baseball, the Halloween movies definitely dropped in quality with each one. Again, I still like them for what they were. I love mm-hmm. the first one so much, and the first one was a critical success and a huge box office. It made it made so much money, and the last two made money too. Don't get me wrong; it's a very successful, commercially successful franchise. 
but you can tell the criticism we were getting bigger and stronger with each movie as they went on. So I think Jason Blum was kind of like, you know what? I think we might, it might be a one done. If this movie does not do well, remember also universal spent half a billion dollars to acquire the rights to these movies. Half a bill, half a bill, half a billion dollars for these movies. They wanted three sequels and Blumhouse got them. And Universal gave it to Blumhouse, where they spent half a billion dollars on the IP rights to this movie. And I'm telling you right now, guys, I think it's you, Nick. If this movie does not do well box office-wise this weekend, we either can get a new director, new writers on board. Sorry, David Gordon Green. Sorry, Damon McGrath. I love you guys. But it would not surprise me if they go, hey, guys, thanks. We'll take it from here. And huh. Blum finds new writers and directors. Okay, so another question. Another question. Yeah. Who would who would you get to direct an an Exorcist movie? I told you this on, on the parking lot on the way out of the screening. I think Jordan Peele could do this very well. Mm, okay. I think Jordan Peele could do work very well in this franchise. He's fr- he's boys with Jason Blum, obviously. Blumhouse produced Us and Get Out. His award-winning yes, film Get Out. I think Jordan Peele could really do something cool. I know, I respect that he wants to do something more like original, but remember, he also did Candyman. So I really do feel, I mean, he produced the real Candyman. Um, so I really could feel like he could, he could definitely do something really cool with this franchise. Because again, if you see the key in Peele too, there's a lot of exorcist kind of skits or inspired mm-hmm. kind of skits. And yeah, a lot of scary shit. I would love to see Jordan Peele do this. Who would you who would you have to do one of the sequels if they don't return? I would and and hear me out on this. This is kind of this is kind of out there. I would get either Ari Aster mm, or okay. Robert Eggers. Interesting. Okay. I feel like okay. that would um like I don't know how that would work because like they 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 work better with A twenty four but like let's say I'm kind of imagining like a twenty four Exorcist movie directed by either of the two, and I'm like dang I feel like that would be that would be insanely scary man that would be incomprehensibly scary. I would I would ba- I would back you up I would definitely back you up with uh, Robert Eggers I think yeah. I really I I fuck with the Lighthouse a lot I still haven't seen the Witch which I will. So definitely will. I need, I need to watch The Witch. Oh, yeah. Um, Witch is pretty good. The Lighthouse, though. Yeah, that's a good one. Lighthouse is really trippy. Yeah, that movie is like, kind of like shot like a 1920s movie. Very, very done well to the T yeah. of like, cinematography. Yeah. That's that's the movie that sold me on um, uh, Robert Pattinson yeah. as, as Batman. You know, it'd be interesting. Robert Pattinson as Batman with Willem Dafoe as Alfred. That would be some wild shit. I could see that, too. I could see that too, or an older also, Joker. I could see also that was directed uh, by uh, Robert Eggers. <laughs> I could see that too. I could see that too. I'm kind of on the Ari Aster kind of like I'm good for now at they're seeing Bo's afraid because I'm really kind of like three hours of my time. I still got to see that. <laughs> three hours of my time. Like I said I've never seen Zeta like react to a movie that way because mm. so that movie ends, she goes, "We're fucking leaving," and that girl bolted out of our IMAX theater. <laughs> Damn. So. Ari Aster to me, uh, I I could I could see that just given his track record of stuff, I yeah. definitely see that. I think Robert Eggers would be a better choice if given that, but uh-huh. I would really love to see him do it or Jordan. I think Jordan Peele, Jordan Peele gave it the Candyman treatment to a degree. I uh-huh. really think that he could do something really special with this genre, given that he's a fan of the franchise and he works well with Blumhouse. 
they can yeah. do something really special together. And I really think that he would really kind of like him and uh, uh, Leslie Odom Jr. and the um, uh, the original actors from uh, um, Exorcist work very well together. And personally, I think that again, him being a fan of the franchise, uh, Ellen Burstyn. I think Ellen Burstyn and Leslie Odom Jr. work really well together in this movie. But I think they would work well really well with uh, Jordan Peele too. So. I don't know. I, I'm really curious to see the box office this weekend. I'm oh, hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping good things. But I'm telling you, if there's if this movie loses or does not hit the mark they wanted, I'm telling you, we're not going to see Dan McBride or David Gordon Green at now next to another uh, horror movie for a long time. I truly, truly, truly feel that in my bones. Damn, damn, damn. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but. Yeah, guys, check it out. Again, don't let us, don't let other critics or us kind of decide what you want to see. I think you just go in blind. If you go, go in with your own expectations, if you like it, great. If you don't like it, hey, it's a film. You know, it's all film subjective, you know, at the end of the day. But we look forward to seeing what you all think. Um, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right, so moving, moving on from that, I want to get the boys back in here, um, everyone back in. Um, I want to talk about whew, what, okay, so. When I mentioned in our group chat today before the show started, I was saying, hey, you know what? Well, first I'm going to talk about the, the, the genre. Is, is, there a, is, there a, is there a sequel? No, no, sorry. Is there a franchise that you think could really use a reboot? Again, I know we're already pro-theatrical, but pro-original storytelling, obviously. But do you th- is, there a, is there a franchise or a movie that you could definitely think, like, oh, this movie for sure needs like a requel or a reboot? Not not a remake, not a remake at all. I'm like more like a reboot slash kind of requel to kind of re- rejuvenize the franchise. I'm gonna start with you, Joe. What is there a movie or a franchise that you kind of like? Man, this, this franchise definitely needs like some life that can bring it back. Uh, man, that's hard. <laughs> no, um... it's tough. It's a tough question. <laughs> Alien. Ah, like, hmm. because here's the thing like for me i feel like you know when we think of aliens everyone's always their favorite alien movies are always going to be like like you said the originals you know the first ones that came and not the newer ones and i felt like they tried going big with the newer ones but they just fell short yeah i think we need to have you know i think the problem with aliens is that you know with the with the franchise nowadays it's that you know one it's futuristic you know we're we're in space and all that which is understandable you know we we had a uh, we did you know no they were in the future in in the previous mm-hmm. aliens uh <laughs> not that i i think what it is is that it it loses its it loses its survival, you know, like survivor flight, you know, like these, we we know what the aliens are capable of. We know that they're very intelligent and they're trying to take over, but I feel like we haven't explored enough, you know, human reaction to it. I guess you could say the human reaction to, you know, these aliens trying to fucking kill us to, to fucking reproduce. And I feel like, you know, we we lose the horror factor. Alien, you know, growing up was scary, was scary as shit. You know, this motherfucker with, yeah. a, with a tongue mouth just trying to fucking, 
kill and impregnate you. Ugh. You know? <laughs> like, like we have that. You know, we know that. But I feel like they, they with modern movies, as I'm trying to say, is that we we know all these factors. Let's just put it in a different movie. You know what I mean? Like, like Jurassic good. Park. Dinosaurs uh, in the park. All right, let's do it again. You know, <laughs> like, uh, like let's expand on this. Let's let's make it more surreal, more gritty, more dark, and let's 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 add something a little new. Nothing too crazy new, but a little new to where like, holy shit! Like this movie is fucking dope. Like, oh my god, and make it more. You know, you don't need to bring the old actors to the new one, but more no. something canonical from the original movies, you know, something that the original movies did, you know, fighting for survival and, you know, just how truly dominating these creatures are. I think Aliens is a good movie, uh, and I love the Alien series uh, franchise. Um, not all of them, not all movies, obviously, but I do love it. I grew up on it. I grew up on Predator. Grew up on Alien versus Predator. I, I, and you know, the last Predator movie did pretty well, and I really liked it. But the one before that Ugh. fell way flat. Ugh. But you know, like, like with what they did with the Predator, you know, they took what they knew, but they showed us something a little different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They changed mm-hmm. it up instead of just being like, it's another Predator movie. Like, it's a fucking Predator movie and it's in its own league, I guess you could say. Not, and not in a different league, but its own. It made its own path hmm. to keep going forward. You know? So I think that's what Alien really needs to do is just find something to 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 make it to make it new and refreshing and and thrilling again to see aliens. So that yeah, aliens. When you said that, all I can think of is like they should just go back to basics. Like not like you said, not like flashy or too much CGI. Make that make a new make another alien movie where it's simple. Kind of like how you said how the recent Predator movie Prey on yeah. Hulu was keep it simple, keep it a tight script. Keep it a tight script. I do feel like the franchise kind of fell off with kind of introducing too much with like, was the engineers, Nick, right? The architects, whatever they were called. Yeah. Um, And Prometheus, some shit like that, right? It was, they were introducing a lot. I do think really Scott kind of got a little too ahead of himself to a degree. Um, I like, I think what you said too, is that if if we went kind of back to basics or keep it kind of simple, like how Prey was, kind of like a tight script, one location, use a mix, use a good mix of practical and CGI, not too much CGI. Use something really cool with that. I feel like. Okay, I'm asking you this too, yeah. Joe. Uh, go, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, the, the thing about like a lot of franchise movies is that they want to do what basic, what they want to do what you know John Wick does was expand, make it huge. You know, John Wick succeeded where a lot of other movies can't, which was expand it more and more, make it larger, add more to it, and stuff like that. Where it's like that's not always needed, you know, what like a small, a small a small cast and a very tight script like you said 
can make a movie franchise so amazing you know mm -hmm. like you don't need to add all these intricacies to it i think you just sometimes need to add death death mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. to the story to the characters you know what's happening but not expand on to to this insanity not you don't need to make it world or galaxy dominating you know it, yep. it can be this tight thing where it's like holy shit this thing exists and that's terrifying already you know a lot of people are paranoid about aliens and stuff like this and you know like warhammer has like xenos like them and you know they do that pretty well but you know it's not the same as aliens mm -hmm. you know from the movie aliens so so i think really it's just like just adding more depth to it would make it so much more interesting you know i don't want to see him talking but you know <laughs> no 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 <laughs> if you if i hear fucking language i'm fucking pissed <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i hear you loud and clear on that I, again you're, you're not you're not a horror fan but i'm gonna ask you this question have you there's a reason why I'm asking this question. Have you seen either Don't Breathe or the Evil Dead remake from 2013? What have I seen? What have you seen either the this these two movies? Have you seen a movie called Don't Breathe or Evil Dead 2013 the remake? Yeah, I saw uh, Evil Dead. I didn't see Don't Breathe, but I know of it. That's the, that's the blind one, right? Uh. Yes, yes it is. Yes it is. I I know about it but I never watched it. The reason I ask you this and I totally forgot about so you brought this up actually by Alien. Fede Al Fede Alvarez who did those two movies um has he's been work I forgot about this. He's been working on another Alien movie himself. He's been doing it uh called uh it's called Alien Romulus. Yeah, Alien Ooh. Romulus. It's, it's all new characters. They're not, they're not bringing back anyone that I, that we know of as of now. That could change. That could change. I think, yeah, release guy's producing it. He's not writing or directing it, which is interesting. With that said, with that said, do we all know who owns the rights to Alien right now? And Predator? No. Disney. 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 Called it. Disney owns the rights to the franchises. Fucking hate Disney. With. With, with that said, with that said, which I will give them props for doing this, and I hope it's good. We'll see what comes out, whatever. What worried me, because when they bought those franchises from Fox, they were like, their new home is Hulu. And I said, mm. Hulu and fuck you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, whoa, 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 you're going you're gonna to cut, you're going to cut your, you're going to cut your big, these franchises at your knees for a Hulu? And I was like, oh, sons of bitches. Because mm -hmm. with, Prey, with Prey, that was their biggest Hulu movie ever. And to be fair, I think it was because how badly the Predator 2020, no, 2018 movie was released. And we got shat on, including your boy right here. Who that, was, that, <laughs> that was some pretty hot garbage. Not going to lie. I've never, I thought me once in my life, maybe in a screening with Malone. And me and Malone were like, do you want to stay? And Malone was like, yeah, I guess. And I was like, oh, all right. And they, Collis had a Q and Adam Collis had a Q and A, I believe it or not, with, with an actress, um, of that Olivia Munn of that movie. 
as soon as the movie ended, me and Malone were like, get the fuck out of here, let's go home. <laughs> it was a free screening through ASU, and I was like, wow. On a Tuesday afternoon, I spent two hours with this shit. I was like, I, w- I want my money back from a free movie. I'm like, I wasted two Damn. hours of my fucking Tuesday on this shit. I'm like, y'all got some fucking nerve. <laughs> um, so, but however, why I'm saying this is apparently Disney likes the movie enough where they're giving it a theatrical release instead. Hmm. So that to me, despite them owning the rights to this franchise, that kind of boosts some confidence. I don't know. Do you guys agree that it kind of boosts some confidence that like they're they they like what they see, so they're getting a, they, it, it, it was supposed to be a Hulu exclusive Hulu exclusive movie only. Hulu only, no day and day release. Hulu only. This summer they announced that no, we're there's gonna be a wide theatrical release of Prey. Of, of no of uh, of the new Alien movie. Oh, the new Alien movie by Fetty Alvarez. That's promising. I feel like I'm I'm with it honestly. Um, because you know how I feel about theatrical. The whole theatrical experience yeah. and it just it's like it's my chef's kiss. You feel me? Like I'm so I'm, I'm I'm with it. It sounds good to me. I'm all for it. Let's see let's see who they got. So again, they got okay, also too, they got a bunch of unknowns, which is very smart. hmm The only girl that I recognize is she played Dora in the last Dora movie. <laughs> that um wasn't she in Transformers too? Oh the, fuck, she was right. Oh my god, the, the live action door with with uh, with Michael fuck. Pena. You're so yeah. She she was in Transformers Five. Oh, oh my god, I don't blame her, but fuck, that movie was so bad. Um, yeah, she she uh, she was. Oh she wait, was, isn't isn't that Hot Girl? Isn't she gonna be Hot Girl in Superman Legacy? You're fucking right too, Nick. It, That's right. Okay, wow, it's all coming back to me. Wow, yeah, well, damn, bro. You, okay, I'm with that. I'm with that. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I like that. Okay, so you got, you got, you got, you got a bunch of new, peak and new young talent. I like that. So, all right, well, well, anyway, that's why I brought up Joe because you brought up Alien, and they're going to they're going to do another reboot. Let's see how this mm-hmm. works. I'm very curious to see how this one plays out. Mm-hmm. I think with all, among all of us, but it's a, it's a very good answer. I, I like that one a lot. Moses, my friend, what's a, is there any franchise that you, that you love or very fond of that you can see that needs a reboot or a, re, a requel? Um, uh, Twilight. No, I'm kidding. No. Uh, <laughs> you just made Zeta very happy. She, she, like, yes. me? <laughs> she would have been like, yes. <laughs> no, Let's um, never bring that back. Moses, I was when you said Twilight, I was like, "Oh, I can't wait to hear this." No, nah, I'm just kidding. No, no. I mean, probably like Pirates. I mean, maybe Pirates in the Caribbean, or even Ooh. Fast. You know, Fast and Furious. You know, let's go back. Let's go back to the driving. You know, and just <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah, let, let that franchise die, bro. It's, it's got to. You, you need to put that one to rest. It's, you, you can't know, reboot that. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Um, if you reboot it, they're just gonna be with the, you know chilling with the MCU characters, probably. Oh, at Jurassic World. For uh, real, bro. Give it time. Give it time. Riding cars on dinosaurs, flying to the moon. Talking about I don't <laughs> need oxygen. I got family. I got family but, uh, in space. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I see him walking on the stars and stuff. Oh, oh yeah, they, they were close in Fast Nine. That was but, insane. I was like, what the hell. But uh, but no, nah, I mean, 
Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't really have me. I mean, like, I mean, like, maybe like, I don't know, like Lord of the Rings or something like that. I think that would be cool. They tried um, that. Remember, they, no one watched on no one watched it on Amazon. No I, I kept trying it. to watch it. I kept trying to watch it, man. Like it, it was solid, bro. Okay, movie, okay, yeah, okay. A movie, yeah, okay, for sure, for sure. Movie, like the franchise, like fair the enough. movie, everything. Fair like enough, enough, fair enough. if if you, yeah, you know, um, it's all about movies. You know, fair enough. Like, you're right. You're right. Hey Moses, yeah, let, me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, bro. Um, because you had mentioned Pirates of the Caribbean earlier. What what would you do with that? How would you reboot that? Pirates in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't I don't know. I didn't exactly. I'm I'm trying to basically you know finish the whole entire series now. I think I'm like I finished two two of the two of the you know uh you know part one and part two. That's not really mm-hmm. what it was called, but I finished the first one and the second one. Um, I think two months ago and everything. I'm trying to make sure I finish the whole entire series, but I, I, I just think, um, I just think it can, it can have a very sort of like, uh, you know, like very, very good, you know, in terms of like success, you know, um, and I think it can do really, really good in terms of like, you know, um, story wise too as well, you know, mm-hmm. because it's like, um, maybe it's just me, but it's like, you know, um, that's the only franchise that I see that, that that to my mind that hasn't gotten like a reboot that I think mm-hmm. might be good and doesn't have like fifteen movies, you know, mm-hmm. um, being made or whatever. It has what like four four movies or five movies, however yeah, many. Five on five. Yeah, unfortunately, you got Fast and Furious that has like fucking ten, and then you got James Bond that has like fifteen hundred. I don't know. You got so many of these other films franchise that have so many and you got pirates of the caribbean you know that has five and if you reboot it now and bring in new talent with new stories and everything like that and and just make sure you just tell a very 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 spectacle sort of like a you know film and every very spectacle sort of like a you know uh um you know story in that franchise that you're trying to create that is new and everything like that people will People will, will will definitely you know join in and and definitely watch it. A person like me will definitely come in and, and definitely watch it and everything, you know. Especially the whole entire world building is is very very fun, you know, mm-hmm. for viewers and everything. So, uh, and that's the only like I feel like for me that is the only franchise, you know, that you know that um that people won't exactly I guess like maybe like hate so much um, because it's like if you talk about if you talk about rebooting Star Wars the whole entire thing, you know, you're gonna have you're gonna have People come at you, you know. Yeah, about to be riots in the streets, people. man. Yeah. You know, um, people are not really gonna people. be all. Yeah, oh, you gonna be, you gonna be, be in, the, get, in the dark. Oh, Joker's like, and then everyone's gonna lose their minds. No, grab my lightsaber, start attacking people in Hollywood. Start pulling Anakin Skywalker's. Oh my god! I've been waiting for this moment. It's about to be the purge with lightsabers and Sith lords everywhere, man. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, Moses. You can honestly, after three, you're gonna stop there. Four and five are pretty damn bad. <laughs> I'm not gonna front. But but yeah, like you, Loki. Like the the first three again. Chef's kiss. Four was weak. Uh, five was better than four. Four was kind of like Iron Man three after Avengers to me, in my opinion, because I just I wasn't really fucking with it. It just felt like a very weak follow up. 
Um, Dude. Well, think I, about it like this. Uh, um, with, um, Infinity War followed up by Captain Marvel. Uh, That's kind of what, like... No, uh, come up by like, Ant-Man the Wasp. Marvel. Oh, my. Ant-Man and the Wasp. What a fucking shame. Yeah. Yo, can we... Can we um, uh, never mind, never mind. Well, what happened? What happened? What did you say? No, no, no. I mean, no, I was... No, I was you know, I was, I was going to say, you know... Um, about the idea of, uh, you know, um, you know, getting to that topic, whenever we get a chance to and everything of, you know, talking about like, um, you know, the creator and everything, you know, um, and everything, whenever we have time, I know we're still talking about franchises right now, but, you know, get into that. I really want to like, know your, you guys' perspective a little bit on that film and everything, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and like, what's next for like new ideas, you know what I mean? I get it. It's like the strike is happening. It's like no promotion, none of that. All that stuff is happening, and all. But it's like you know, what's 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 next for new ideas now? Because it's like we are look next, at- Moses. It's our turn now. That, no, no. I mean, for real, because it's like you know, I, I don't, I don't understand. Do people not like new ideas? It's like, do we want to just continue on making on? making franchises and everything like that, you know? And because at, at the end of the day, the studios are going to look at this and be like, okay, all right, we tried. We are not going to do that again. It's all about focusing on franchises, making sure we got our money's worth and go from there, you know? Uh, they won't look at it as like, it's just one movie. It's one bad movie, not bad movie. It's just one movie that didn't make a lot of money. You know, I I love the creator. It wasn't a good movie, you know. But you have some. I mean, of course, a lot of people watch it. So my whole thing is just like, what's next for studios to basically see this in terms of like, you know, what 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 are they gonna, you know, um, you know, how are they gonna react, and you know, are they ever gonna, or are we ever gonna get any new ideas when it come down to sci-fi films that are sci-fi stories that are brand new or you know whatnot but you know i just wanted to get your you guys' like topic on that and i want to talk a little bit more about that but whenever we get a, whenever we get a chance yeah hmm. i well yeah absolutely joe what were you saying real quick oh uh, i was gonna expand on um pirates of the caribbean like how i would oh, how i'd like to see them do it which would be um with Pirates of the Caribbean, they did really well in the beginning, but I felt like it eventually truly became like a Disney movie, you know what I mean? A little bit too mm. much magic, I guess you could say. When with Pirates, they have their history and they have their own very much lore to it, you know? They have their like stories and everything. I think we should really truly take like actual like pirate stories you know that they used to talk about and like and like mix that into you know pirates of the caribbean make it a little less disney magic and a little more you know realistic magic i guess you could say you know mm-hmm. yeah Something like uh... that. that's just how i would do it I'd agree with that. Like I said to you, Moses, you, def- you can definitely, I mean, if you want to finish the, finish the franchise, I get it, but you're going to see a dip in quality with four and five. You, you, re- you, you really are. It's, <clears throat> it's noticeable. Like, I, remember I, was, I remember I was in seventh grade, I think we were in seventh grade when that fourth one came out, and I said, what the fuck is this? 
I said, what in the hell is this? Um, um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, now at five, I was like, "Wow, they really are." They're 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 reaching here, but I would yeah. definitely see it. I'd definitely watch a, a reboot um, of that. But uh, what's up? Uh, anyway, before we have the next uh, next topic uh, that you brought up, Moses Nick, what's up with the franchise that you want to see rebooted? Um, a, a franchise, equal? a franchise I would want to see rebooted. Um, I would say the Terminator franchise and. I would mm. I would honestly make it like just kind of like bare bones. It's just a trilogy. The first one is basically the first story. It, it follows Sarah Connor. Kyle Reese pops up. The Terminator pops up. It's all of that. And then it skips forward. And it's, you know, kind of like it's kind of part two, basically. And it's more or less the same story. But then the third one is uh, kind of like Terminator Salvation, where it's in the future. But it, it would just focus on um it would just focus on John Connor and he, he wouldn't be like an up and coming like military guy when like the film starts off he's already the main kind of like messianic uh John Connor and we would just kind of follow him like fighting terminators in the future and you know fighting alongside uh, Kyle Reese and da 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 and the movie pretty much ends at the beginning of the first movie where he where Kyle Reese uh, goes back in time so it's just a legit continuous loop it literally ends where um it began so then it kind of creates this idea of an endless cycle that all of these characters are pretty much trapped in whether they realize it or not so we never see what happens to john connor after kyle reese goes back in time or anything like that like that's literally it yeah back to basics i think they'll go back to basics too because I never watched. What was the last one came out? Dark Fate. Was that any good? Uh no. It was. It was. Just, it was just kind of middle of the road for me. It was. Uh, it was a little boring, to be honest. It was just like. It really just felt like a repeat of what we've seen before, but just it just with new characters. New characters, but just doing the same shit. It was kind of like it just. It didn't feel that special to me. I've I never I never I mean I was going to watch it and I think AC, I think AC had a screening for it I'm gonna go and I was like oh, I'm good I had really no I had no desire I was like yeah I'm straight um, Man, you're not you're not missing nothing respectfully and you know I, I met I met Tim Miller at a premiere one time in LA who did that movie who also did Deadpool oh, yeah. um he was cool with me oh like, hey man congratulations again but you can tell like he was like pissed of like how bad that movie performed like that movie performed really poorly really yeah. poorly. And I was saying, hey man, fan of your work. He goes, all right, thanks. And he was kind of like, he, he, he was he was cool. He was, he was like, oh whatever. He's like, oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, but I was like, again, I, I didn't see Terminator, so I was kind of like, I fan of him from you know his stunt work in in Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think he produced Sonic too, oddly enough. Um, but mm. yeah, I, I would like to go because you watch one and two, even three to a degree. Like the first two really just are really good. Like it's you know it's Cameron doing Cameron. And it's kind of just like. Back yeah. to basics, but um, yeah, I, I would I would like to do that too. Again, if I think Paramount was the right to that, so if Paramount does that, I think they can definitely do some justice with that. Hire you know young talent, hire someone new, uh, get some fresh take on that. Um, I, for me, I would love to see a Kick-Ass reboot. I really mm. fucking love Kick-Ass. I like two for what it is. Two is fun. Yeah, be so cool. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, that would no, be no. Because I remember as a kid, I remember seeing that. I remember seeing the trailer for that movie during the first Avatar, and I was like, "Yo, what is this?" 
And I ever came out, like, rated R, and my parents were like, yeah, you ain't seen this shit. And I was like, oh, damn. Uh, but, like, but I know joking, te- 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 like, everyone at our school saw that movie. Like, I remember everyone was talking about that movie that like, came out. And I was like, damn, I want to see this movie eventually. And my parents were like, nope, you're not seeing it. I remember people in our class, people in Joe's class, I think Joe saw it too. Like, everyone saw Kick-Ass, and I was like, the only kid at school didn't see Kick-Ass, and I was like, it kind of sucks. But um, I, I, remember wa- I remember renting it out, you know, because, you know, iTunes at the time didn't have any, like, parental guidance. You, you can literally buy anything on iTunes with the iTunes gift card. So I bought it myself, and I was like, on my iPad Touch, I was like, yo, this movie fucking rules. Um, <laughs> and I was obsessed with this movie, dude. I had a huge crush on Chloe Grace Moretz at the time, but now I think she's kind of a, a jerk because she kind of did my friend dirty one time. Um, uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh yeah, I love that movie so much because it was different. I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, who's Matthew Vaughn? Because it was very, like, stylized action, but it was really in your face of, like, oh, this is something new. This is, like, this is fresh. And I was, this is before, like, really the MCU was kind of kicking off. This is before the DCU was kind of, like, really kicking off. It was kind of mm-hmm. just, like, came out of this time of, like, this is different, and it worked. And I still like two for what it is. It's fun. It's silly. It's goofy. But it's definitely a different movie than the first one, for sure. Um... So I would love someone to reboot it either with Aaron Taylor Johnson and Chloe Grace Moretz or new people playing Kick-Ass and Hit-Girl. But if you can reboot it, like someone like a Matthew Vaughn, it, but it doesn't have to be him, obviously. It would be someone else like him. Bring it back. Bring, bring it kind of, Again, I think right now we're, everyone's in this very kind of like slump of like the fatigue of Marvel and DC and superhero stuff. But if you, if you can like bring it back, bring it to a low budget like the first one was... And yeah, back to basics and bring something really cool to it. Hire, cast the right people. Make it gritty. Make it funny. Excuse me. Like, do something different with it. Because I know those comic books are really... There's a lot of alerts that comic books, too. There's a lot of, like, story you can pull from from those comic books. And those, also, they're very, they're very dark comic books, too. Uh, they're very dark, you know, very you know, gruesome stories. So I would definitely love to see a friend, uh, reboot of that, like I said, with or without Anton Johnson and Great Cooley Grace Moretz. I would love that someone kind of revitalize that franchise because I feel like that movie, the first one especially, is very special and it's very, very, it's close to perfect if you ask me. And I do feel like now, like think of like Chaska, let's do a Kick-Ass movie would be so cool. Oh my God. Oh my God. Something like John Wick kind of violence with Kick-Ass. Oh, sign me the fuck up. I would love something like that. But again, you know, again, right now it's, Except for Deadpool, that's kind of about it. I mean, maybe The Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey. We don't get a lot of rated R superhero movies, unfortunately, because of you know Disney buying a lot of that properties, unfortunately. So I would love for someone, either it's Universal or Lionsgate or Netflix, whatever. Ideally, have a theatrical movie. This you know bring some new blood to kick ass. For this generation, make it R, make it gritty, make it like really kind of just like funny, but like, you know, don't think, any, you know, like take some punches, take some like, take some creative risks. I think if you, if you had that franchise now, it could be something really special and very kind of like fresh again. It'd be really fresh again this, to this generation. So I would love for them to see, uh, to do a kick ass reboot, 100%, 100%. Um, but, you know, a boy can dream. Um, <laughs> uh, but sorry, so Moses, you want, you, you want to talk about, original stories right make the creator i mean what, what did you want to bring up you know like in detail what was your what do you want to talk about with that kind of story in that kind of detail yeah yeah i mean 
No, because it's like, uh, you know, I want to go see the creator and everything like that, you know, with a friend of mine. And, you know, you saw it and, you know, we were blown away. We, we didn't exactly see it in IMAX, but we saw it in a, you know, in, you know, a, uh, you know, in uh, in the premium, like, I guess, like screen of, yeah. of, you know, of, of the theater and everything. It was pretty, pretty big and it was, it, it was, it was, it was, it was great. And, you know, I did arrive in the theater and. You know, there wasn't a lot of people in there. And, you know, I just sat down and I I overall enjoyed it. I had a great time. You know, it gave me the world building was very much like, you know, you know, when you are when they're in the ground and everything like that, if you guys in the film, when they're in the ground, like running and all those kind of stuff, it gives me like Blade Runner, you know, vibe a little bit. And it was yeah. great world building um and everything and and i saw it and i was like man that's 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 gorgeous especially with the budget that they had and everything you know um and uh and yeah man i just i just i just thought that was a really really overall done film you know uh and some of the things that they showed i was like i never seen that before in a, in a film before or mm-hmm. in terms of, like i never seen you know somebody creating a scene like this or an idea like there's even a moment like this, you know? Um, so, and um, I just, I just thought it was really, really, really cool, man. It was a really, really cool film. Might go check it out again. We'll see. But I, uh, you know, uh, films like that is that I wish that there were more people interested in seeing creative ideas because it's like, yeah, you know, if, 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 for me, as, as as a filmmaker myself and everything like that, you know, it's like, it's like if people are not interested in new ideas, you know, um, there's no space for, there's no space for filmmakers like us to come in and mm-hmm. and, and and bring out those new ideas and 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 let people be interested in new ideas, I guess, you know, especially when you you know um, when people freak out just because one film did not exactly have that number that the studios were looking for, you know? Mm. Um, and, um, and yeah, you know, um, that's, that's mainly, that's mainly it. You know, uh, I wanted to know is that, you know, from you guys' opinion, you know, what do you guys like think? Is it very much like, this is just one little fluke when it comes down to the box office and the studios are going to be like, okay, that's fine. We made, I mean, the studios going to be like, okay, it's fine. We made this film. It exactly hit the, hit the numbers. We're going to try again with new ideas in the future. Is it going to be like that? Or do you guys think it's going to be like, oh, oh, shit. Okay, we tried. You know what? We're going to move on and continue on making our franchises and go from there and make our bank and uh, keep rolling. You know? Well, um, my perspective on it is that it would, I would like it if, you know, they just decided to keep running with new and original and unique ideas and just, you know, like trying new things. But one thing I heard this a lot in college, um, I just kept hearing all these like stories about like writers and directors where like they make a movie, they put their heart and their soul into it and they have these really uh, creative uh, stories. And then like a producer or the studio will come in and like, yeah, you know what, take this part out or like, you know, instead of doing it, uh, instead of making it like a two and a half hour movie, just shorten it down to like 90 minutes. And they do all these things to basically strip all the all the uh, unique qualities of the movie down uh, just to make it like a basic movie. And then 
because of that, um, one thing I've, I've noticed with a lot of these movies is they don't seem like stories anymore. They seem more like products because it's like a lot of the same like content. tropes and a lot of the same content. content. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so it's kind of like there's there's a sameness and it's like, bro, like I just um, yeah. So it would be it would be great if if um studios would have more faith in their filmmakers and just kind of let them uh like tell the stories that they want to tell the way that they want to tell them but i'm a little i guess pessimistic a little cynical i don't feel like that's how it's always gonna go i feel like the majority of the time it is gonna be uh content moses like you said unfortunately but you know yeah no i mean i'm interested in seeing you know what basically you know happens you know after after this film um Mm. You know, in terms of, you know, um, uh, I guess like the box office, like numbers that, you know, were shown and everything like that, you know, um, you know, I wasn't expecting, you know, um, a horror film to to like be like to, to basically, you know, be the creator, you know, opening weekend and everything like that. So um, and, um, you know, um, you know, people love the horror movies, I, you know, I guess and everything like that, you know. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I, I hope, you know, I hope, I hope for the, you know, for the rest and everything like that, you know, for, um, just, just for new ideas, I guess, you know? Yeah. I'm surprised uh, Paw Patrol won that weekend. I, I don't want to do this, no Paw Patrol. Okay. Good, good, good for the kids. Good for the kids. But at the same time, I was looking at the box over the weekend. I was kind of like, kind of like, like. I was kind of nervous. I'm like, did I, did I work on this movie? Because I was like, it was kind of, like, I, was, I was so like precious about it. Like, oh, I love this movie. And I was looking at the box office. I was like, yo, how the fuck is Paw Patrol beating Saw and the creator? Man, you know, how many motherfuckers have you know? kids nowadays? You're right. Man, you're right. You're right. Kids you're right. And let, let's talk <laughs> yeah. about like, I feel like kid movies are doing better in movie theaters nowadays than when we were growing up because. Kids nowadays, like parents, yeah. are parenting differently. If that makes no, I, sense, I think that's true. Because it's like, I mean, I mean, they're they're definitely doing good. But like, you know, like a few years ago and everything like that. Like, I think, I think after twenty twenty nineteen, like before twenty nineteen, that's when like kids movies were like, you know, making doing really really well. Talking about Frozen and all these things, but now it's like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not really like hitting those numbers as as they used to or whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and it's it's really really crazy. That's why Disney's doing all these, you know, like you know they're bringing back um like Inside Out Part Two. You know they're bringing back, you know, mm-hmm. like Toy Story and everything because of Is it Inside Out Part Two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've yeah, never seen the first one. Yet. Bad, you know, because <laughs> you of the haven't seen the first one. No, nah, man, I just didn't care about it. You're going to cry like a bitch, not going to lie. That made me cry. Man, I ain't never cried. That's a fucking lie. I have never (laughs) cried in my life, bro. I came out the womb dead silent, man. I came out the womb with a poker face on. I think you mean dead serious. You're not dead In in elementary school, I failed recess. That's how much I don't play games. (laughs) What? Nicky came out the womb like the, the, the snapping from like what's that story the nsk, nsk, the, cl- the snapping <laughs> man I came out the womb <laughs> don't face the shadow boxing bro 
Yeah, he came out the womb like he came out the womb like Mambo from Happy Feet, just dancing, just dancing. That Hell boy. no, bro. <laughs> anyway, it's wait, hold up. It's funny you brought that up because we brought up Happy Feet last week's episode. <laughs> oh Damn. man. Um, I want to. You want know Moses? Yeah, I. I've been very vocal about this a lot about original filmmaking. Uh, in my out of theater reaction too, I was like, "Please see this movie. Please see this movie. Please see this movie." I was on everyone I knew over the weekend, like, "See this movie. See this movie. Please, please, please." Because I feel like if you don't support original filmmaking, we're not gonna get any of these ever again. And that's what, what, that's what I'm saying, it's like ever, ever again, and that one ever again, dude. It's like I, I get it. You know, bring bring out bring out bring out the Star Wars, bring out the Marvel films. You know, bring bring out bring out all that. But, you know, at least, you know, make sure we got room for, you know, originality, you know, because. What? Sorry. No, I was agreeing with you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like leave room for originality because overall that's going to push, you know, the industry, you know, forward. You know, you can only make, you know, Star Wars a hundred times. Maybe you can do it. Maybe you can do it more, but it will get to the point where. People are gonna run out of run out of air, and you know, and when people run out of air, you know, they don't they're gonna not want to come back to the theater ever again. Um, huh. And um, you know, I just want to make sure that you know, like in the future, as we head towards you know, um, head towards you know, uh, the future and everything like that, is to make sure we got room for these for these films. You know, um, you know, there are like. The are the are good, you know. That are under like a hundred million dollars in terms of like budget or whatever, you know. And and this movie made me realize that you can you can do any movie, any film, any 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 huge film with with that kind of budget, you know. You can do a Star Wars movie with this kind of budget. You can do a Marvel movie with this kind of budget or whatever. You know, like you can, you can really, really do it. I get it. The stars want my, want, might want a lot of money or whatever it is, but you can still do it with that kind of budget and everything like that. And, um, but yeah, I just, I, you know, I, I just, I just hope we, we have, you know, um, room for, you know, new storytelling so that we can, uh, you know, improve, uh, you know, the qualities of our film and feature for our, for our children to see, man. No, I'm kidding. But well, yeah. Dude. No, absolutely. Well, my I told this to Nick on Tuesday at the screening. I said, "What really? I think this. I'm, I I've been very vocal about this since day one. What I really think kind of fucked up the industry a little bit was when Disney bought Fox. And here's why I say this: When Disney bought Fox, not only did they buy everything, Disney did not want to. Disney did not want was interested in making those low budget movies, those low to, to low, sorry, lower to low budget, you know, mediocre movies." You can people can blame superhero movies all you want, sure, or Star Wars movies all you want. Fine, you can. At the same time, what happened was, yes, the rise of streaming was a huge, 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 huge factor in this. Absolutely, and COVID as well. COVID was a big part of this reason. With that said, we need competition in between studios. We need Paramount to go after to go against Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers against Universal, Universal against Sony, Universal versus A twenty four, Sony versus Disney, when they bought Fox, they're competing with their self, with themselves. And mm. what we need is we need the. I miss the days where you go to a theater, you can see five new movies that weekend if you wanted to. 
all from different studios, from a Paramount, Lionsgate, Sony, A24, whatever, whatever. Focus, focus features, whatever, Fox Searchlight. Those days are now gone because everyone's buying each other. <laughs> everyone's mm-hmm. buying their competition. And to me, I, don't, I just don't understand the logic. Because you had the money to buy that doesn't mean you should. And we need competition in order for these movies to do well. That, hey, you know what? I, again, I, that's why I think an example of like Oppenheimer and Barbie was you had two competing studios have really two huge opening movies that had really long legs for their movies. Disney wants to buy everybody to you know end their competition. At the same time, you're 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 hurting you're, you're hurting your own movies because you don't believe in these movies, i.e. Barbarian, i.e. probably the creator. Because when they don't do well, you go, mm, nope. This is why we have Hulu. I, I don't want to see the creator on Hulu. I don't want to see Barbarian on Hulu. I don't want to see these movies on Hulu. I don't. Because you're taking away, like you said, Moses, the chance for people to be recognized on the big screen. I want, I want to see people's, I want to see their, I want to see people's vision, good or bad. It's an original movie. I will always give people credit for this for original, for original, for original storytelling on the big screen. I don't care what the genre it is. I don't care what movie it is. I don't care what it is. I want to see the original movie on the big screen. And where these studios are not taking chances anymore, given given that yes covid had a big effect on the industry i get that but there's no more there's there's a there's a risk there's a risk to reward where if you risk it you might be rewarded no none of our favorite filmmakers would have been rewarded i.e jordan peele get out i.e uh, uh ryan coogler fruitville station you know greta gerwig ladybird safety brothers um uncut gems good time you know mm-hmm. these filmmakers would have not gotten Antoine Fuqua, Training Day. You know, these, or Michael, um, you know, uh, Chris Nolan, Memento. The, if those movies went right to DVD or streaming, there would be some word about it for me a week done. When a movie yeah. has legs like this, when it has legs like this in on a box office and a word of mouth, it gets more buzz. It gets more buzz. And you're right, Moses. I was, I was talking to somebody in LA before I, when I, when I was living, living out there for my internship. I someone also at London too. Someone said, hey, what? The guy, was, the guy was the guy I was talking to was like, you know what, you guys, you youth are what we're gonna see in the big screen. And I was like, damn, that kind of stuck with me. I was like, yeah, one day I'd be awesome. But now it's just like we're seeing a lot of copy and paste. I'm not calling out any kind of genre, but I feel like those really good movies that you that you mentioned, Moses, the ones that are like young filmmakers like ourselves, they're being saying, hey man, sorry, your your new life is on HBO Max. Your new life is on Netflix. Your new life is on Hulu. And it's like, man. As a filmmaker, I feel like I'm being, kind of being slighted because you're not giving me the same chance to have my movie on the big screen because you're too worried or you're too concerned for your because you're more you're more invested in your franchise movie than your actual I don't know new story. And I, I guess like I, I really curious to see how Disney reacts to the creator. For some reason, it breaks my heart. I think I, I truly think they're going to be like like Barbarian. Barbarian. They're 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 gonna they're gonna see a failure on their hands. And be like, this is why we don't make original movies, and let's buy Sony tomorrow. <laughs> you know, it's just like mm-hmm. you're you're really cutting your own legs for for what? And I I still don't get how. I mean, I, I heard a writer speak the other day on a podcast during the strike. He was saying the government should never have allowed that purchase of Disney and Fox. I'm like, amen, brother, mm-hmm. a fucking man. Because I'm like, that just took way competition and when fox had fox 2000 pictures like stuff like um 
oh my gosh, the hate you give or maze runner or, you know, um, paper towns, um, or other shit to a lot, lot, lot of Sean, like internship, a lot of Sean Levy movies. Like those were something that like still made money despite what happened, still made money. And we truly now live in an era, um, in an era now of, Hey, sorry, those movies don't exist anymore. You want to see them? You want, you can watch them on Netflix. And with the rise of subscription prices, People are now leaving streaming because they can't afford to pay these absurd prices. So it, it's sad to see. It's sad to see. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. It's. I really do hope. I hope that people. Um, I really hope people take risks on original storytelling. And I hope that in the creator doesn't creator didn't do well in theaters. I hope it has good, good word of mouth or long legs that people people wanted to see it. Yeah, because it's. I agree, man. It's a it's beautifully made, a lot of emotion. It's a, it's a remarkable piece of remarkable piece of cinema that I feel like Disney had no had no confidence in. I truly feel that. I truly feel that from the bottom of my heart. And I really, really, really don't. I hope there's I hope there's no pattern from this. That this is what happens. Sorry, it is what it is. So I don't know. That, that's my take on it personally. It's it's a shame if you ask me. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know, Joe. Joe, what's your thoughts on this? Um, I was listening, y'all, and I got so. Uh, what was the question again? No, it's about the state. <laughs> the state of the state of original filmmaking. Like, why are why are these movies hitting the way they are? Like, why do you uh, think audiences are not connecting with them as much anymore? Or, and do you think that we're gonna? You think that going forward because if this movie didn't do well we're going to see less original movies or think that they'll still count some kind of risk to see original movies on the big screen or is it going to be streaming streaming exclusively i think the companies are going to fight for uh streaming exclusively which is a big risk but i think you know fans like us and our listeners and a lot of, uh, you know, movie lovers out there will continue to fight for movie theaters to stay open. But I think, I think like drive-through movies, there is a, there is a possibility that movie theaters will become very rare like that, you know, like there's not a lot of drive-through movies and, you know, especially like places like Chicago. So, um, so you know there is a possibility that can happen. Uh, my thoughts on the state of movies, you know, the originality and everything is it's it's a complicated one. I I feel like because nowadays there's so many opinions and thoughts going on, and you know we 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 continuously talk about like you know we see these original movies, but they get no views even with like a lot of advertisement there's a lot of original movies that don't get seen and um that's always hard to like break it down to a few things that might um you know factor in why that may be you know because it can either be around the time it was released or people just have no interest in uh the you know the creative way this the movie is um you know uh maybe 
they see an actor in there they really have no care for it and so on and so forth it's very difficult to pinpoint it all um What I do know is that right now movies are having a difficult time, whether they're original or not. I think what, you know, the movie industry needs to focus on is not the best way for them to make money, but the best way to reinstill <laughs> reinstill faith in in the audience. You know, make people want to go back to movie theaters. Because going to movie theaters when we were growing up, you know, you can remember it, it was an event. Your family was like, all right, we're going to movies. Like, you know, it was it, sometimes it's just like the same day, but other times it was your family planned it out because your family loved movies, you loved movies, you wanted to go see movies. I feel like with all the content that's out and everything that's been going on, I feel like people nowadays have lost faith in the industry, even with streaming. So I think that's really what we need to focus on. And then eventually, maybe creative movies that are very original will can will get the love that they deserve again. That's just my thoughts on it. No, I mean, I like, I like the saying that you said and everything like that, which is, you know, like um, uh, going back and having, you know, like faith, of course, in like in like, you know, your filmmakers in terms of the studios having faith in the filmmakers, but also in in the audience that the audience will go and see that new film that comes out, you know, just just have have faith. Maybe it doesn't work for this movie. But have faith that it might work for the next, you know. Right. Um, and, you know, have that, like, you know, like have faith in your audience, or or and have faith in the, you know, like movie gore, you know, and and yeah, so on and so forth. So I like that comment that you said. That's good. Yeah, Thank I, you. and I, I tell you what. Yeah, I tell you what. It's. I feel like the days of remember like back in the day before we had like Fandango and stuff too before like you know assigned seating was a thing where go to a movie something sold out like oh that one sold out you know I'll go see this instead like because there was options there was options and yeah I think that there was a lot of options this summer in terms of what you can see what you can watch but what you brought up too about animation Moses too is very interesting because here's why the animation movies that Disney has been putting out like you said before COVID. They're making so much money, making billions, half a bill, so much money, like so much uh, money. Now, let's. You know why it's streaming? Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, uh, don't exactly. forget that anime movies as well garner yeah, a lot of audience, especially when they put in theaters, like the Dragon Ball Super Super movie that got a lot of people going, and that game, you know, the fandoms. I think that's also important. The anime has grown so much out of a majority of things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. That's a really good point. But on that note, fellas, I apologize. I got to head out. No, it's, it's you bath went, time. We can, you know what? I think we're at we're at time. I think we can we can end it on here. I think this was a very action packed episode. I think I, I think this was again, this full was reviews. 
This was, this was a fun one. Um, but I'm going to let the honors be Joe. Joe, how do we end the show, my friend? How do we end the show? Well, um, we uh, do this thing called one-on-ones, where each of us will recommend a movie and a show for you guys to hopefully just put on your movie watch list, even if you don't watch it now or tomorrow or next week or, you know, so anytime soon just hopefully one day you'll be scrolling through your list and you'll eventually watch it uh since it's next bedtime you know he gotta get that warm milk ready and his teddy bear's lonely in bed uh yeah, i'm gonna let nick go first back. let me get the bubble back and the, <laughs> candles with the smooth jazz playing in the background oh my god <laughs> yes indeed but um so for my one-on-one my uh my one-on-one for the 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 tv show recommendation i'm gonna recommend hbo max's my adventures with superman it is a fresh new retelling of the superman mythos it's his first days at the um at the daily planet like he he first meets Lois Lane and he and Jimmy Olsen are roommates and um it it goes through the Superman mythology but in a in a unique way like there's it's very familiar but there's a lot of twists twists and turns that um you really wouldn't expect but it still feels true to the uh to the essence of the character and it's got this overall kind of like anime feel to it which is interesting so if you like Superman and if you like anime then check out My Adventures with Superman and let's see for my movie you know for my movie i'm gonna go with uh jumper with hayden christensen and samuel l jackson Mm, this movie was um i think my cousin trey he showed it to me and it was it's about this guy played by hayden christensen um and he has he finds out that he has this ability to to teleport or as they say in the movie quote unquote jump and so he kind of just lays low and he lives kind of like a slacker life a little bit like kind of um abusing and misusing his teleportation abilities and then um one day sam jackson comes through and you find out he hunts people that can teleport so the movie kind of becomes a uh like a cat and mouse game because you got samuel L. jackson chasing a teleporting hayden christensen and uh it's a really fun movie so i'd recommend it Slept on movie is slept on. It sure is, bro. It sure is. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, for sure. All right. Well, uh, Nick, I'm uh, we're we're gonna let you dip out so you can you know get ready for bed because we know you gotta wake up early. So, yes, yeah. sir. Deuces. Thank you for always you know uh, putting your input in. Uh, we cherish everyone's thoughts, all our co-hosts and our viewers as well. So, have a good night. Where can they find you? Where can they find you, real quick? Oh, you can yeah, find dude. me. You can find me on YouTube at Dawning Vision. That's capital D and a capital V. And on Instagram at Dawning Vision, all lowercase, all one word. And you can find me anywhere that they have podcasts. So definitely check it out. And um, yeah, this is this has been great. You guys, great. Uh, almost as seeing you guys uh great talking to you guys moses great hearing from you man um it's been a minute um yeah i'm about to head out love you guys man peace and love deuces love you brother have a good weekend man all right joe you want to go or should me and moses go uh yeah y'all can go uh whoever would like to go first uh moses how about you 
Yeah, yeah, sure, man. Um, yeah, so the movie that I would like people to go check out, the creator, go check out that damn movie. No, I'm just kidding, but go check it out. You know, if you got a chance. <laughs> that, you know, it's a local theater. Um, but yeah, to go check it out to New York Theater and everything like that. It's a fun movie. It's a whirlwind, and it takes you, you know, to a world that you have not seen before in, in any other film uh, in terms of sci-fi. So, um, yeah. And uh, TV show. I've been currently watching uh, Gen Z, the boys, Gen V, as Ooh, I would say. Right. Was it good? Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's fun. You know, it's, it's very fun. It's very little dark. It's very, you know, as people are saying, is what, you know, it's what the, you know, uh, New Mutants were trying to be, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, it's Disimagine New Mutants. That's what this show is. But better, um, I, I, I think. Maybe just different, you know. But, yeah. Yeah. Go check it out. Yeah. Go check out The Creator. You got a chance, please. Thank you. Please do. <laughs> please do. God. It's, like, that and Blade Runner 2049, Breaks My Heart, those two movies I, I dearly love, both flop. It's like a big heartbreak at the theater. Oh, yeah. man. To this day, man, yeah. I'm always feeling... Yeah. <laughs> Um, you can find me on Instagram, Moses Lowy, you know, uh, and you can find, you know, all my work on my Instagram page mostly. And, um, you know, uh, you can find me on IMDB, uh, where also most of my work are there too as well. And, you know, um, and, uh, that's pretty much, pretty much it. You know, um, I haven't got my, I haven't got my website going yet, but when I do, I'll make sure to share that with y'all too as well. But, um, you know, it's great being here. It's great talking. And, uh, you know, till next time. All right. We love you, brother. Congrats again, man, on your, on your great premiere last night, man. We're very Congrats, proud of you. man. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you guys soon. See you, brother. Have a good weekend. You, soon, bro. you too. Peace. Deuces. All right. Dougie, Dougie, fresh. Your time. Oh, man. The honor is mine. Thank you, my good sir. Dude, I've been really going through a lot this week of like what movie I can go put on my one on one. It's been kind of a I don't know, going the right. I'm gonna go with this movie. I think it's movies still very slept on years later. And whatever you feel about the police force, you know, I get it. But this movie is called End of Watch, and it's yeah, a beautiful. <laughs> no, it's um you know because the, the the cop movie has been done so many times and it's been done and it's you know. It's, Obviously, it's it's just it's been you know it's been kind of you know it's been really just like like it's been like it's been done so many times it's been done so many times it's been you know just like overdone here and there um you know it's it's I oh mean yeah like I said it John that has been kind of just like dying for a long time I think since the eighties like Lethal Weapon and stuff like that and Forty Eight Hours uh, and to watch is a mockumentary documentary styled um um. Um, kind of movie directed by David Ayer, who did uh, Fury, Suicide Squad, Bright, uh, Harsh Time, Street Kings, and he also wrote the first Fast and Furious, as well as um, uh, Training Day. So, who I've been very vocal about, how I'm a big fan of his work. Uh, this movie follows two cops, played by Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Pena, uh, but they're they're two cops in the toughest uh, precinct uh in los angeles and it follows them basically as two cops uh dick joel's kind of filming this as kind of like he's in the movie he's kind of like a filmmaking class at community college so taught by day so doing community classes at night 
And this movie kind of follows their brotherhood and what they go through um, as cops in, in the in LAPD, which LAPD is also one of the most, you know, it's one of the most toughest uh, police forces as well as a history of, you know, a lot of violence. Um, so these two guys are just kind of just like day in their life. And this movie really shows the brotherhood because, yeah, David Airstrip is really good, but it's really Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Pena's performance and their chemistry together works. It's electrifying, electrifying because they have great chemistry with each other. You know, they're brothers. They're brothers no matter what. With the badge, without the badges. And they feel so real. The movie feels so real as a document, as some kind of found footage style. But like, you really, really believe they're their friend their friendship and their brotherhood and they're willing to take a bullet for each other and i just love this movie so much because the performances but david air captures you know david air is from la as well he's from the streets and which is kind of a lot of his a lot of his movies but it really shows how his brotherhood between these two guys what they would do for each other they will do anything for each other they're doing to you know just to like you know stay alive and i love this movie so much uh, like I said, you really watch it for their chemistry, and it's funny too. It's really funny at times too because they'll be cracking jokes when, the, when they're in the car, stuff like that. It's really funny. Um, I don't know. I, I I just love this movie so much. I think David, it's probably David Ayer's best movie personally. I mean, I love Fury, but End of Watch is really fucking good. Um, I just love Michael Pena so much as an actor. I love Jake Gyllenhaal as an actor a lot. Um, and great soundtrack too. But uh, and no spoilers, but the ending. Oh, I'm not gonna lie, it makes me weep up every time too. Like, it really does. Again, I'm not spoiling anything. I can watch it, whatever. Watch that part, the ending, and just I tear up because it's like it hits the feels every time. So, end of watch. I love that movie so much. Like I said, even though the cop drama has been kind of just like been you know running to the ground and done so many different times, it, this movie kind of it's got the outlier in that genre. So I love it. So my TV show of the week. Oh, tough, 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 tough. I know. You know what, I got one. I just I just finished actually for the first time. Believe it or not, I've seen parts of obviously, and you know, and you know, high school, middle school. My dad loves this show. Um, the reason why I love Gambino so much is Community. Community to me, from seasons one to five, really is something special. It's a really great ensemble I, piece. <laughs> I love Community. I love every it's season. It's so good, dude. Even the last it, one. It, what's so crazy though is. If you guys don't know, Chevy Chase is in the fucking show. And yeah. his character's <laughs> nuts. But, like, if you ever look up, like, Donald Glover talking about the show, he'll tell you how fucking horrible Chevy Chase is. Oh, like, yeah. And the cast members. He's shit. Yeah, and other cast members. Like, he is a horrible, horrible... Uh, just un... Just... What what's the word? Uh, this is a person you don't want to be around. You know what I mean? No, Where he, he's, just, he's, an he's just difficult. He's a dick. Yeah. He's racist yeah. and he's a dick. He's a he's sexist as well. Uh, but his character is really well written. You'll love him to extent, you know. And then I I just love community it's such a great show i, I i've been i've been seeing the clip where uh troy sneezes and uh you know uh what's his name joel's uh character goes hey look <laughs> uh troy troy sneezes like a girl and i'll pound you like a boy that didn't come out right <laughs> it's so good dude it's so funny or i i love Troy and Abed in the morning. morning. <laughs> it's, it's 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 a very special show. 
And yeah, despite Chevy Chase being fucking, you know, homophobic, everything, uh, anti- uh, uh, yeah, racist, it's, it somehow works into the story. <laughs> And you know, I'm not. It's it's. I mean, all of them can. Condo- all of them don't condone to be changed what he did, but like, he plays the character a little too well. He really does. <laughs> it does, but it still because it still works because they're not saying that's okay. The show literally says like, "You're an asshole. You we're doing is wrong. What you're saying is fucked up." Like, the show acknowledges it every time he's out of line or out of pocket. And and it, and it and it works, and the show works. Everyone from Joe McHale, Allison Brie, uh, Danny Pudi, um, Yvette Nicole Brown, um, Jillian Jacobs, Charles Gambino, Donald Glover, everyone works. The dean, the dean is hilarious, um, and also uh, Chang by Ken Jong is hilarious too. It's just it's a show that will put you a smile on your face every episode. Season six isn't, isn't good. Season five, the last season isn't good as those seasons, but it still puts a smile on your face regardless. Um, but yeah, great show. Also, it started the careers of the Rooster Brothers who gave us Infinity War, Endgame, Civil War, Winter Soldier. So just talented filmmakers. But yeah, those are my of the week. So off to you, my friend. I don't have a movie because oh. I have not been watching movies. I've been watching shows. And one of the shows I've been watching, I know a lot of people have been watching it so faithfully, but the way I'm going to recommend this show is nerdy, (laughs) which is, I've been watching Ahsoka, fucking, the show, the, the, uh, the season finale came out last week, so... (laughs) Season one's all done. Eight episodes. Such a great cast. Such a great writing. So good. But I feel like a lot of people are watching it and not understanding a lot of the fucking references or some of the new characters that aren't truly new into the Star Wars universe. So how I'm going to recommend this is I want you guys to watch Clone Wars so you can understand the backstory of Ahsoka. You know what I mean? People know of Ahsoka, but I feel like they don't know Ahsoka, truly. So, if you want to know like her as a Padawan with Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan and how she became who she is, Clone Wars. And then for all the other characters, such as Sabine and Hera and Chopper and stuff, watch Rebels. Because that tells you a story of everything. Ahsoka's also in there as well. So, you know, you can see how everything goes. And then watch Ahsoka. So you can find, you know, call back to the animated shows. Yes, they're kid shows, but they're so well written. And the animation's great. The story's good. And, you know, there is, like, war undertones. Because, you know, Clone Wars, they really don't hold back. You're not going to hear cursing, but you're you're going to truly enjoy the stories and the characters and, you know, understand why people got excited to see the clone trooper Rex. All right. Because I was fucking so excited, I guess. I was like, <laughs> anyways. So, yeah. So watch those three. And then another show that I've been watching is of a British man we all love and know. Gordon Ramsay, he brought back Kitchen Nightmares, which I truly love. I really <laughs> watched that growing up, dude. Kitchen Nightmares is Gordon Ramsay going around America 
to some of the shittiest fucking restaurants that are somehow are still open <laughs> and are very much in debt and basically, you know, does a better version of Bar Rescue. <laughs> Makes it very enjoyable to watch. Yes, he's screaming, but he's not always screaming and he, you know, he gives them tips and he tries to rescue these restaurants i you know obviously they're dramatized whatever i really don't care i truly enjoy that so you know he brought back the show after you know ending the show for you know quite a few years so it's back it's on hulu go and watch it and give gordon ramsay the love he deserves that's my one-on-ones what are you an idiot sandwich (laughs) (laughs) you fucking muppet (laughs) Oh, you stupid cow! <laughs> it's 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 so out of line, but you can't you can't stop the watch. It's 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 literally something like like it 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 it, it grabs you in and it and it you know it definitely you're in it when you once you watch it you're in it. Gordon Ramsay is the only man in existence to call someone a cow and not get canceled. Right? <laughs> you know what? Very true. Very true. Actually, that and that's and that's some shit. He's the only Ain't British person I trust with food. Uh, <laughs> Ain't that some shit, man? That's yeah. that's some shit too. Trust me. Being in London, no offense. There's some food I was like, mm, I think I'm good. <laughs> next time, next time, next time. Isn't there? <laughs> isn't there like national food, like best food? Like, was it? It's either it's what was it Indian or or French? I think it was French. Yeah. They got a lot of Indian food. We went to a lot of food. We went to a lot of Indian foods, uh, a lot of curry places in London during my time there. Um, but the best foods were always not the restaurants. It was always at like the street markets. It was like the best place to get food. Never wanted to get food. I was going to say a joke, um, but I don't want to offend anyone. So I'm just going to leave it that time. <laughs> <laughs> smart man. Smart man. Ah. If you know the jokes about the museums, then you know where I was headed. <laughs> Anyways, before bring we us get home, my friend. Bring us home. Canceled. <laughs> Let's close out. Bring All us right. home. You can find Doug on Midway Avenue Production on Instagram. Also, the Young Jones, correct? Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Yeah, the Young Jones. Uh, you know, for his you know personal Instagram, uh, yeah, and you know, please don't be afraid to comment if you are listening and you don't follow us on one of the streaming uh, podcast uh, things. Please do and like and share. Uh, we're trying to grow and we want more of you guys. And please do not be scared to talk to us in the comments. We would love to have a discourse with you uh, as the show goes on. You can find me on Twitch at the OG Cuban Rican, and you can find all our links on our link tree on our Instagram. Um, I have been playing recently. I streamed for like 10 hours today because Dark Tide Warhammer is finally fucking on Xbox, and I was playing with my homie, so, you know. Uh, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on this verbal journey through our opinions views thoughts and mad mad ramblings of our love and passion for movies and tv and the entertainment industry as a whole um 
we truly truly do enjoy doing this every week so yes thank you so much have a good night day afternoon evening whatever time it is and please do stay safe we love you guys have a good one